0: I so appreciate uh, each and every one of you. Really, I mean that from my heart. And we're going to get into the Word today. I'm not going to be long. My goodness, you know, what do you say after fifty some people have been baptized in water on a Sunday morning? Amen. Right? Praise God. I mean, I mean, Dad and Mom pastored here faithfully and still are he- are involved. But since 1965, and since I was born. And uh, dad leaned over to me and, you know, he's quiet during usually the thing I, I try to be. Also, I'm trying to get the mind of Christ and stay in the spirit. It's not always easy when the grandkids are running back and forth, you know, the handy little fishies and all that stuff. And it's just but he said, this is the this is the uh, how'd you say the best one we've ever had? or the Largest group at one time that was ever baptized in the church. Can you say praise God? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Where do I even begin? Well, we're going to go to the Word uh, if you have your Bibles today. Uh, I want to start with something funny. You can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I want to talk to you about the mind. We're in this series about speaking to the void. And uh, my son said it uh, before. My youngest son preached early service and he talked about it. You know, speaking to the void. And I said this we all have voids in our life. Obviously, We had 130-some people come forward for salvation Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, heaven's gates, hell's flames for the very first time. But that's by actual decision cards. That's not an inflated number or anything like that. Um, So obviously there was a void inside of them, right? And the void is uh, that only Christ can fill that void inside. So uh, I want to start with something funny. Uh, There was a young guy and he got a parrot for a gift on his birthday. By the way, if you ever thought of giving your pastor a parrot for his birthday or at any time, just know that that thought is not of the mind of Christ, okay? (laughs) I'm just not a big bird fan. But anyway, uh, things quickly went awry. The parrot uh, became uh, really uh, quite a jerk. He was very rude and obnoxious with his statements, and it was constant. And it was really irritating the new owner. And he tried everything. He tried putting on worship music, and the bird kept it up. And, you know, he was swearing, all this kind of craziness. And so he got so aggravated. Brother John, the one day, he took that parrot, and he threatened him multiple times to stop speaking with such vulgarities in his home. And the parrot just kept yelling back. And so he got frustrated, and he opened the freezer, and he put the bird in the freezer, closed the door. And all of a sudden, the bird kept going, and all of a sudden it got quiet. And he quickly opened the door and the parrot came out and he said, I am so sorry. This is a bird talking now. Think about this. (laughs) He said, I I, I, please forgive me for the vulgarities that I've used in in your home. And uh, if you would please give me a second chance, he said, I promise I will never say such rude and obnoxious things again to you. I'll be very respectful from this day forward. And, uh, he looked at him, the owner, he said, are you sure? He said, I'm absolutely positive. He said, but may I ask one question after the owner forgave him? He said, sure. He said, what did that poor turkey do that's in there? <laughs> Praise God. Okay, some of you will get it later. you will get it later, you'll get it later. So speaking to the boy, <laughs> how do you transition out of that? I just want to say uh, what a great day we had yesterday. And I just say this to, you know, no matter what I do these days, and I'm sure that many of you can relate with this, especially if you're in anything that's of high visibility, there's always somebody that's mad. There's somebody that's glad, somebody that's sad, and somebody's going to make a choice to get something. I've been invited. uh, This is the second time to uh, pray for, uh, uh, to represent God, I should say, at uh, our presidential uh, rallies. Uh, We have an election in 17 days. Hard to believe, right? And uh, I don't know about you, but I'll be glad when it's over with all the yard signs and the craziness. Truthfully, folks, about wears you out if you get too engaged in it. But anytime I'm I'm given an opportunity to pray publicly and represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I will do so. And, uh, you know, you, you should consider doing the same thing. And I'm sure most of you would do the right thing, but um, I, want to just, I want to say something in addition to all this, and I'm not going to be long here. We're talking about uh, the voids and that kind of thing. But to hear our president's son say to me and my wife, and I was holding my Bible uh, under my arm yesterday. In fact, it was this Bible. And uh, he said to me, Pastor, how are you doing? I said, we're doing great. Uh, and he said... This is, listen to this. This is coming from the mouth of the, of the son of the president of the United States. This book is what we need in our country more than anything else. Can you say praise God. Amen. I'll tell you something else, and you can look this up. Jimmy, right in your hometown of Dunmore, a road Scholar that took place. I could not believe the turnout of that rally. It was unbelievable. It was easy to pray because the more people are there, I mean, people are, you know, it's awesome. And to represent God. I mean, uh, but he, my wife was there with me. We were literally we were sitting like where Basil and Roseanne was front and center. I had no idea they're going to bring us back and have a chance to meet and all that stuff. But and, you know, take some pictures or whatever. But uh, he literally said he said he acknowledged God multiple times in the message. I don't know how many of you heard. I'm sure you could look it up. It's not on the local news anywhere I could find it, by the way. <laughs> OK, let's not go there. <laughs> but anyway, Listen to this. This is what really grabbed me. There were several things, but one thing he said was that he said, we really believe, my father, our family, listen to this. He said, we truly believe that there is a revival. And he used the word religion, but we understand when you say religion, we understand it means relationship. But he said, we believe there is a great revival coming of religion to the United States of America. And we need God in America again. Can you say praise God? Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, you can think whatever you want to think. And that's what I want exactly want to talk to you about today, your thoughts, because before you speak to the void, I know I spoke a couple weeks ago on think, speak, and then manifest. But before you speak to things, how many know you've got to think about what you're saying? So here's the great question that I want to say to you today, and I want to talk to you about just a couple pillars of rethinking your life and your thought life specifically. Uh, And this is what it is. Do you think about, how often do you think about what it is you're thinking about? How often do you actually hit the pause button to think about what you're thinking about? Because how many of you know that we're called to be stewards of everything, including and especially our thought life? Do our thoughts glorify God? If, if if we were to put the the thoughts, the images that have gone through your mind in the last 24 hours on those screens, would you praise God or would you bow and repent? And so our thought life is a big deal because everything starts with a thought. Can you say amen? amen. Everything starts with our thoughts. And I'm just going to give you a couple facts about... The, the mind, the human mind, your mind is the greatest and actually most powerful gift that God's given you next to salvation. Think about it like this. Nothing compares, not the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about what God's given you. Nothing compares with the power of the human mind. It contains, listen to this, 100 billion neurons. Your brain can record 800 memories per second. Think about how powerful that is. 800 memories per second. For 75 straight years, it can run nonstop. That's why many times when you're sleeping, how many of you have those thoughts in your sleep sometimes? Either good or bad. Yeah, Yeah, I had, and you know, I wasn't going to say this, but I had, I sleep actually very well, but um, last Saturday night before heaven's gates, every time we've done these kind of things, there's always some kind of trick the enemy tries to uh, lay for you. How many of you, is this okay? And I had the work. I mean, I'm not just talking about a bad night's sleep. I had three thoughts that woke me up out of, a, out of a sleep like that. And I knew immediately it was the devil. How many know the de- that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy? Yeah. yeah, and that includes your thoughts. It all starts here, okay? It's the battlefield of the mind. So anyway, I, that's how I knew God was going to do something great. Because primarily, I don't know, I think you could attest to this. Primarily, it's the attack and then the blessing. Have you found this to be true? The attack and then the blessing. And I can show you that in Scripture again and again, but I'm not going to go there. It's not my assignment today, but I want to talk to you about three pillars of rethinking your life. There's about nine of them. I'll give you three today. and I think that'll be enough for us. But the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 2.16, we have the mind of Christ. Think about that. You, me, everybody in this room, if you're born again, you have the mind of Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Good to see so many in the balcony today. Praise God. This church is growing. Can you say praise God? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. By the way, there's a bunch of myths about the the brain that are just absolutely not true. people say, well, people only use 2% of the brain. That's absolutely a myth that was disproven many years ago. They'll say a person's left brain or their right brain, that's also a myth. That's not, there's no fact to that whatsoever. But did you know that God thinks about you all the time? How many of you know God thinks about us all the time? Look at Psalm 139, if you've got to put it up on the screen. Psalm 139, and verse 17. Praise God. How precious are your thoughts about me, O O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. I want to give you three pillars to rethinking your life today. Here's the first one. My thoughts control my life, but I can control my thoughts. You might want to write that down. My thoughts control my life, but the good news is that I Have the ability to control my thought life. Can you say amen? Proverbs 23.7. There's dozens of scriptures. I'm just going to give you a few. Proverbs 23.7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So how many know if you think in your heart that you're defeated, you're going to be defeated? Have you been there? Some of us, if we're not careful, we... Use the medium of prayer as an excuse not to be responsible. Is this okay today? Are you still with me? We will say, you need to pray for me about that. And then we, need, we just push it away from our own responsibility or our own stewardship of our mind, of our thoughts. Again, thoughts control our life. They really do. But the good news is you have the opportunity the choice to control what it is that you're thinking have you thought about lately what you're thinking about lately so your thought life it's got to be stewarded i've got to be really and especially what i do i have to really be careful who i allow to put thoughts in my mind is this okay this morning? Yes. I read the gospel is extremely practical and I want to be helpful to you. If we have the mind of Christ, the problem is that we don't use it most of the time. <laughs> the problem is what's called stinking thinking. And we get into that thing if we're not careful and we start to allow our mind to take on thoughts. Listen, let me say it like this. Just because you have an open mind doesn't mean you have to allow everybody to put their stuff in it. We have the mind of Christ. Think of how powerful the human mind is. People who don't even know God have used their mind to do incredible exploits in their generation. Okay, Amen. think about it. You know, people who both are born again and people who aren't. Think about a Leonardo da Vinci. I mean, think of all the accomplishments. He, there's no way he would have been able to accomplish such great things, inventions, and everything. If he, wasn't, if he was letting his mind wander, drift, and just let anybody and anything enter it without any filter. Does it make sense? Amen. And so highly productive people, both in business, with their families, ministry is no different. The way the mind goes is the way that the person goes, the way the action. So again, we talked about thoughts, thinking, and then speaking, and then manifesting. So today I just want to stay on this thinking for a little bit. So Proverbs 4.23 says it like this. Be careful. This is in the New Century Version. I really like the way they brought it out here. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Your thoughts, not your boss. Your thoughts, not your spouse. Your thoughts, not your kids. Your thoughts are what shape your life. Amen. Is this okay? I'm, I'm just thinking maybe you're just taking this in. This isn't a shout-me-down-as-much type of message, but this, is, this will be helpful to you Monday through Saturday before we see you again next time, okay? So, so be careful what you think. Look at Proverbs 4.23. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. So from this verse, we get two important truths. Let me give you these. Your life, number one, is determined by what you think. Good, bad, dumb, smart, it's your choice. Not anybody else can choose that for you. Does that make sense? So just like no one else can choose your health for you. Now, I have health coaches. I've been a health coach and all that. Regina's an amazing health coach. She's helped a lot of people. I mean, hundreds of people. And I love those kind of things. But ultimately, how many know you've got to make the choice? So we see the truths that come out from God's word. It's very, very important to recognize that. So whether you think good thoughts, whether you think bad thoughts, whether you think dumb thoughts. Did you ever think a dumb thought? (laughs) No, nobody in this service. That was the last one, right? (laughs) Or whether you think smart thoughts, if you think unhealthy thoughts, if you think healthy thoughts. Okay. (laughs) Praise God. Skinny thoughts, fat thoughts, I could go on and on. Later on, I'll have to think about that big birthday cake that we're having at 5 o'clock tonight at my house, okay? <laughs> so, so here's the second one. You get to choose what you think about. You get to choose what you think about. Say that with me. Say, I get to choose what it is I think about. So it's just let that sink in just for a minute because it's really, really easy to blow by that, Okay? You get to choose what it is I'm going to think about. The, we know the enemy attacks the mind. That's the point of the attack, right? The mind. People want to blame the devil for everything, you know, they get whatever. They stub their toe in the middle of the night, you know, going to the, you know, nature calls, right? What they should have is a pee light on it. If you have a pee light, you won't stub your toe on the coffee table and have to blame the devil. All right. But we blame the the enemy, and the enemy had nothing to do with most of the stuff we give him credit for. He's a defeated foe. The only thing he can really attack is your cerebellum right here. This gray matter that's between our ears. And he knows, he's crafty enough, he's cunning enough, he's sly enough to know that if he can get in your mind, what did he say to Eve the very first lie? If you eat of that fruit, right? The tree of, 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 of knowledge, you know, and he convinced her. It all started with the thought long before she sinned, touched the forbidden fruit. It was a thought that he put. So you choose those things. I choose them. They're not anybody else's blame or responsibility, but the man in the mirror, the lady in the mirror. Can you say amen? So we need to start thinking about what we're thinking about. Just because you, you know, again, you have an open mind, you don't let everybody put their stuff in it. Many of our problems, really, we bring on ourselves. Is this okay today? I'm going to give you the antidote in just a minute, but listen, many of our problems, we are they're self-inflicted problems. A lot of us are like world champion warriors. Brother Hagin, the late Brother Hagin used to say, he said, when I was 15, I was dying of a terminal disease at age 15 and he lived to I believe, 83 or something. And he said, I, didn't, I never worried, even though I was laid up in my room for months on end, dying, whittling away to nothing. He said, "Because the reason I didn't worry is because my mother and my grandmother were world champion warriors." Isn't that good? I didn't have to worry. Let me tell you something, you don't have to worry either. If you're worrying, it's probably a good indication that you're not worshiping. Can you say praise praise God? Worship or worry, it's your choice. It's your choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve. No one can do it for you. Amen in the balcony. Praise God. Some of you look great with your mask on, by the way. I'm not saying that facetiously. I can I tell you what? I actually I didn't like mask in the beginning, and this is not a church statement, this is a personal statement. I actually am starting to fall in love with mask. <laughs> can we just talk about this? is this okay, huh? I know I have to watch it. You know, do you know if I'm in a hurry and I gotta run in like Wegmans or somewhere like that, I love having a mask. <laughs> And I was just telling somebody this the other day, this person, it was a young person, they were so frustrated to me. They're like, I just can't understand it. I'm t- I got so busy, so much to do. And they're a very busy person. They said, but like, if I go in the store, I always run into like 10 people that know me and they just wanna talk like all day long. I don't know if they're retired. I don't know if they got nothing to do. I don't know what it is. He goes, but it's frustrating me, Pastor. What do you do about that? And I reached in my pocket and pulled out my mask. <laughs> I said, these are a gift from God. (laughs) I said, let me just give you some practical advice. Put them, here's what I do. I pull a mask way up over my nose. And some masks, let's just face, some of them are just so, they're so ugly. Can Can you see some of these masks people are wearing? I mean, don't get me started on this. Some of them are like, they're not even on the right way. It looks like they're sideways. I I don't know what it is. But what I do, I was trying to help this young man in the ministry. I said, you raise up the mask way up over here. Then you put these big old dark sunglasses on. And then if if I have a ball cap, it's really good because you can just pull it way down over your eyes. And you know what? Nobody knows who you are. (laughs) So I've actually come to like masks. praise God. Amen. <laughs> because you get to choose what you think about. Amen. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think you're going to have a bad day, guess what? You're going to have a bad day. Amen. If you think that you, you know, you're not going to make it or you're broke or you, you're, everything is wrong in your world, it's going to be like that because you've chosen that thought to enter your own personal mind. So, your thoughts control your life, but the good news is you control your thoughts. Yes, your thoughts shape your life, as it said in that verse, but you actually control what it is you're thinking about. How's your thinking lately? It's a good message for a year like this, isn't it? (laughs) Praise God. So, I don't need to worry, I need to worship. Yeah, Our problems, again, are self-inflicted. Where are we getting the thoughts from? Let's just start with that just for a moment. Almost done. Where are we getting these thoughts from? Some of us are getting them from books. See, they're shaping our mind. And we're not even maybe cognizant of that. So maybe that's why the timing of this is of the Lord. Maybe we're getting them from magazines. Maybe we're getting them from social media. I may know not everything on social media is uplifting and encouraging Amen. and positive? And I find myself, I'm not careful. Like, again, I am so appreciative for all the happy birthday wishes yesterday. I really am. I really appreciate it. But I just figure I'm going to wait till later today and then I'll post a great big blanket. Thank you. Is that OK? You know why? Because if not, you guys know what I'm saying. You know my heart, right? As your pastor, I will be on that phone all day like this. And guess what happens? I become very unproductive that way. Is this okay? It's all right if we put the phone down for a couple minutes. And, and, and maybe I'm preaching to myself. Maybe I'm the only one in this room that does that. But we have the power to choose our thoughts. But where are our thoughts coming from? Where are we getting information from in the information era? Right. What's some other sources of uh, information that we get? You dear? Circle. circle. Circle of friends. You mean you, yeah, uh, your sphere of influence of so maybe the people you work with? How many know their thoughts could rub off on you if you're not careful? Stinking thinking, bad attitudes, negativity. I, I was, I don't even know where I was. I was some place of business and they had the most negative news channel on in the history of mankind. Nah. And you know, I thought to myself, I could not stand to work in an environment like that. That would drive me crazy. To just hear, they got great big TVs. It's like blaring all the most negative stuff right down on top of you all day long. You know, how many know there's this little thing? Oh, let me ask you this question. In your house, if somebody's on there, say a news anchor or one of them, I don't watch a lot of news these days, but let's say they're starting to really get on your last nerve. What do you do? Joe, what do you do in your house? Shut it off. off. Mute it. it. Oh, that's who said that? Change the channel. Dara, so how many know we have the ability to change the the channel? That sounds so elementary, right? But yet, what? Sometimes it's the simple things or the little things that we're overlooking the most. So, if something is aggravating you and you're—I mean, it's like you want to like scream at that television. You know, how many know by the way they can't hear you? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm amazed people watch the broadcast here and they're like, it's like as if you watch uh, Joe Snedeker, uh, you know, and then everybody thinks they know Joe Snedeker. You know, probably a few of us do. He used to coach uh, one of my, Kyle's, it's Kyle's, right? b uh, B-ball team or something, he was little. But, you know, people watch that. They can't hear you. If you yell today at the Pittsburgh Steelers because a ball gets intercepted or whatever, how many know they cannot hear you? which makes me think why do we yell at the television in the first place it's stupid it's it's very it's just ridiculous the way we behave i was having a conversation this week with a very influential individual very intellectual and he's way up in years he's like 88 years old still runs marathons the kind of guy i want to talk to and see what i'm hence the point right Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Who are you listening to? And uh, he said, If there's any, we we were getting off the call, and he said, If there's any more strange creatures in the world than human beings, I've yet to find them. Think of the stuff we do. We allow garbage in, and if we allow garbage in here, how many know there's garbage that's gonna come out of here? Garbage in, garbage out. Remember that old saying? Like a computer. How are we programming our thought life? What are we feeding the mind on? And so, yeah, we have this thing called the remote control. If it starts aggravating us, what do we do? Change the channel. Amen. Just change the channel. So, so agree we can change the channel? How many would agree that we could change the channel in our mind too? Amen. Amen. You have the power... Because of Jesus, and also our natural ability that God has hardwired us from the inception of, while we were in our mom's womb, even before birth, to change the channel of your thought life. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. So I want to help you today. I'm almost done. But my thoughts control my life, and I can control my thoughts. That's the first pillar. I'll give you the second one. Change starts on the inside of you, not the outside of you. Amen? Again, why would you let other people determine how you should think? Here's, here's a question for you. Here's a question you ask. You say, well, I get so... I start to worry. I don't, I'm not going ask for a show of hands if you're a worrier, but let me ask you a question. When that thought comes to you, here's what you say. Here's, a, here's how you respond to that. Do I really need to be worrying about this right now? Does that help? Because I'm learning as time goes on that... I'm 55, my, my uh, granddaughter said, Papa, yesterday morning, good morning, happy birthday. She said, you're two sixes. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. Two fives. <sighs> it means bye-bye. <laughs> so, so, so change starts on the inside, not the outside. It's the way we see ourselves, right? Romans 12, 2 actually, Roman, let's, let's just read it. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind you will find acceptable. This is truly the way we worship, right? Do not conform to the behavior or the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. That's from the NLT, Romans 12. How many understand, it's, it's, we're talking about the mind today. Do not be, you know, the King James, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, pleasing God. This is your reasonable service. That includes the mind. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed. Amen. Be transformed. It's a metamorphosis in the Greek. It's it, literally, it's like a, a metamorphosis, it's like when a, a, you know a, a catacomb goes turns into a butterfly. There's a metamorphosis in our thought life too, right? It all starts with thoughts, you know. And, and by the way, I just want to say this, you know. Being a Christian doesn't mean that I I never make a mistake in my life and I live to some standard that, he, you know, listen, I can't always live to God's standards, especially not in my own strength. I can't even live up to my own standards some days. Is this OK this morning? So let's not be, you know, let's offer some grace to each other, especially in the days we're living now. It's no wonder people don't go to churches anymore. And we just talk about this for a moment. My God, I look at some churches and I'm thinking to myself, why would anybody want to go there? They're so judgmental. Nobody could measure up. This is not about judgment. This is about the grace of God. And yes, there's the truth. Listen, the truth is on this end of the spectrum. The grace is on the other. Jesus was the perfect balance. He was right in the middle. And what you've got to do, you want to do good exercise? Take a piece of paper sometime, draw a line down the center, and put truth on this end, grace on this end, put the cross in the middle, and then here's the question you have to answer. Where are you on that scale? Some people are just way more truthful than what they need to be. Some people offer way more grace than they probably should sometimes. You know. So what we have to strive for, loved ones, is a balance of both. Amen? Amen. But it starts right here. It starts with our thoughts. What are we thinking about? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If I think I'm going to be defeated, I'll be defeated. If I think that I'm going to struggle and fight and always be in a battle and battle depression and worry and anxiety and all that stuff, then I'll always be there. But the good news is you don't have to because of the power that God has given you. Can you say amen? Amen. Ask yourself these questions when these thoughts: Do I need? To, do I really need to worry about this right now? Do I really want to be fearful right now? Boy, I'm telling you, I had that. Can I just say, from personal experience, I have opportunities just like you every single day. Do you know back around uh, March when everybody was told to shut down, and I'm talking people that like who are further up the rungs of the spiritual ladder than I. It, it, it was a test of my faith, and I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm some great guy. I'm trying to say we, as a ministry, said, "Listen, what is God saying here?" Right. Yeah. That's what we need to know. It's not being disrespectful to other people. We're saying, "What is God saying?" You know. I, uh, there, uh, Terry Latterbury pastors Harrisburg uh, First Assembly down there. And he's, he's like the only other church from what they tell me. And like the Assemblies of God in Pennsylvania, Delaware, that even stayed open through this thing. And so I start scratching my head saying, well, wait a second. What? I'm not being anti. I'm actually on the press. I'm one of the presbyters. OK, but I'm like, we either believe this or we don't. Amen. You can't have it both ways. This is God's word for you. You're either going to believe it or you don't. You can't turn tail when times get tough. Amen. You real, Do you realize? Can I just say? Do you realize that one day, what are you going to do when you're sitting at the marriage supper of the Lamb, across from like a martyr who like was burned at the stake for their faith in like the fourth century, and and they tell you that? And they're like, you know, I was eaten by lions in the Roman Colosseum. 400 years after the canonization of scripture, while 10,000 people chanted and screamed and cheered, I was eaten alive by lions, and they said, deny Christ or die, or I was burned at the stake. What are you going to say? Well, you know, we had this thing in our country. There was uh... <laughs> really like, really? <laughs> Yes. I must be lagging behind. They give my last point up. I didn't even say that yet, did I? Yes, I did. Change starts inside of you, not on the outside of you. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) So I can change how I feel by changing how I think. Amen? (laughs) As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. 133 salvations, 50 plus baptisms. And you say, praise God, somebody. Praise God. Worship team, come on back. Come on back. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thoughts, man. We all, we all battled them. We all battled them. I was blessed by so many testimonies. We couldn't have everybody testify. If we did, we'd be here till next week at this time. <laughs> when you have that many people, you know, you have to kind of be selective. They're all, they're, they're all great testimonies, but we only had time for a few today. And I was thinking one was really neat, was my own mom was in the hospital and uh, this young man named Robert from Kenya, Africa, who's a nurse's assistant, took care, of, took care of mom. Robert, where are you at? Is he here, he had to go to work? He, uh, he gave a testimony in the baptismal tank mm-hmm. and mom said, they thought I had a blood clot. I asked her, I said, mom, what was wrong? What was going on? I, I couldn't remember what happened. You know, she's 90 years old. Think about this. She still has a mean left hook, so don't mess with her. Okay. <laughs> first, you'd have to get through her son anyway. Okay. Which, it wouldn't end well for you. Trust me. I'm saved, but not when it comes to those things. Okay. <laughs> right, Jimmy. <laughs> And so she said, they said I had blood clots. He, this young guy took care of my mom at the CMC guy singer. She said, I knew I didn't have anything wrong with me. And when they checked everything, they ran all the tests. She had nothing whatsoever wrong. Can you say, Praise God? Praise God. Amen. But let me tell you how, let me tell you how good God is. And I'm just honoring my parents here today. <laughs> If you only saw what I saw growing up as a kid, I'm not trying to make you envious. I'm just trying to encourage you to say how you have the same power available to you for your kids and your lives and your families and your job and all that stuff, your health. She said, you know, I believe God sent me to that hospital so I would reach that young guy who's in the tank up there getting baptized today. Amen. Can you say "Praise God"? praise God? Again, nothing was wrong. There was nothing wrong. So don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying I sometimes I feel like I have to explain myself better because somebody will take that little thing and tweet it or whatever. A loving father never inflicts sickness or pain on his children. Just like I would never on my grandbabies. On my kids, that's another story. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Has God been good to you? Amen. Hallelujah. Could have worried. Lots of opportunities to worry. Lots of opportunities to be in fear. You know what I found too? Like That, that some of these churches that shut down, now they can't understand why people aren't coming back. And I'm not criticizing them, but we're all on the same team. Yesterday I was with a bunch of people, Catholic people that love Jesus. Presbyterian people, all kinds of people. Heaven's gonna be a wonderful place, folks. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that message. And if you did, take a photo of yourself listening and tag us on social media at Peckville Assembly of God. We'll see you next time. And remember, we love you, God loves you, and may God's richest blessing be yours.